Welcome to the Millionaire Mom Faith, Family, and Finances Podcast. I am your host, Lanika Scott, wife, mother of six beautiful girls, blessed grandmother, from stay-at-home mom to the millionaire mom, and I did it all God's way. If you want to grow in any of these areas, faith, family, or finances, you're definitely in the right place. Are you ready? Let's get going with today's podcast. Hey, beautiful people. Yes, it's Lanika Scott, the Millionaire Mom, coming before you with another episode. And today we are going to be discussing some very important keys. They are wealth keys. And these keys are keys that my husband and I both operate under and have been operating under even before God blessed us to become kingdom millionaires. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right on into it and share with you some of the keys that we have been operating out of. I teach my coaching clients to create their own set of laws. So for those of you who are taking notes, you want to first start by in identifying the laws you need to establish and to also put in place as it pertains to wealth. So let's first start looking at what is wealth? What did the Bible say about wealth? Did you know that the Bible has so much to say about money, wealth, and prosperity? Gold is mentioned 417 times, silver, 320, and the word money is mentioned 140 times in the King James Version. And so if we include the words gold, silver, wealth, riches, inheritance, debt, poverty, related topics, it turns out that the word of God pays a great deal of attention to financial matters more than nearly any other subject. Interesting, right? And I've also discovered that when we receive prayer requests, there are two popular topics in which people are seeking and searching for prayer. One is healing. The other one, yep, you got it right. Financial increase, financial provision, or financial help. Some of the synonyms for the word wealth is are as follow. Assets, Capital, fortune means opulence. Doesn't that sound great? Richness, substance, and also worth. Prosper means to thrive. To prosper, it means to flourish. To prosper, it means to boom and get again. Prosperity, I thought this was very interesting as I was even looking at the definition of the word prosperity. It means ease and also good health, wholeness, booming, well-being, growth, bloom, blossom, also flowering, (laughs) flourishing, success, right? And abundance, it means plenty, affluence, it means to be over and above. (laughs) So awesome. And so what I'm doing today I am sharing with you some of the laws that we put in place. Again, these are wealth keys. And these keys were taken from some teaching that my husband and I did. We have a debt-free course, but also 
I decided and thought that it would be a wonderful idea to put these keys in my book, Supernatural Wealth. So again, let's get into it. The journey of obtaining wealth requires you to be intentional. This includes creating and establishing your own set of rules, your own set of laws, meaning like the codes, the things that you are going to operate by, codes of conduct, the conduct, again, which you would live by. These laws are an expression of the values that you will choose to uphold and those which you will not tolerate. So in other words, it doesn't matter what rules someone else are adhering by or living by. Once you define your own, this is what is going to establish you. What rules will you define for yourself? The wealthy, I really need somebody to understand what I'm saying right here. The wealthy, they understand laws and they are governed by them. They also understand that laws will operate whether an individual believe in them or not, just like the law of gravity. Below are some examples of personal laws that my husband and I, we live by. Now, when I just said below are, basically what that means is what I'm going to share in today's podcast will be laws by which my husband and I live by understanding that I'm pulling some of this content directly from my book, which is so powerful. And although I would not go into a great deal and explanation of each law, I will, however, provide great teaching points, breaking down in bite-sized pieces for your individual learning. Again, each one of these laws listed, they're very personal to us, okay? Because we have consistently lived by. This isn't something that we've done over the course of the last month or months, but I'm talking about years of this. And so wealthy individuals, they have a set of framework, laws, personal quotes, also sayings and guidelines that they live by. Now, I want to also make this and lay this foundation before we get into law number one, and that is this. The word is our final say-so, right? <laughs> so it is our final law. But even as you listen to, meaning the Bible, okay, as believers, we're Christians, we're believers, we live by the word, right? That's what Jesus even said. The word alone, <laughs> right? But you will also find that each of these laws are also biblical, okay? <laughs> so even before we knew we were really operating under them, we say, oh, this is the word. And then we were able to grab scripture to also back them up, okay? So the first law I wanna share with you is the law of character and integrity. There is such a connection between wealth, character, and integrity. Character seats you in rooms that you've never thought you'd be a part of, and it precedes you before you enter into that room. Having character is all about doing right when no one else is looking. Like we've been hearing so many times before, I've heard this over years, ministers of the gospel will talk about that shopping cart i.e. Joyce Meyer, right? The other day I was in the grocery store and I decided to park my car in between the nail spa salon and then the grocery store midway so I wouldn't have to move the car. So it was kind of in the middle. But when I went into the grocery store and I got groceries, when I came back out, I said, wow, it's still kind of far. And it's like halfway in the middle of the parking lot. So let me put these groceries in the car. 
And let me take my behind <laughs> to get this cart, to take it all the way back to where the carts were supposed to be in the grocery store. So it's just those little small things like when nobody is looking at you, that is when character is established. People will always remember how you treat others. One of me and my husband's golden rules is, is when we enter into someone's presence, we want to make sure that they feel better once they've left our presence. Integrity will open up doors of favor for you based upon your relationship with others. Integrity is powerful. Can others trust you? Are you respected amongst others? Character is also shown in how you go about, get this, earning money and also paying your debts. Honor, right? The, the things that you've made, the agreements that you've made, such as your auto loans, your mortgages, your credit cards, and also if you owe others money, that is also a huge part of character and in integrity. And if you are in a situation where maybe you've even fallen on hard grounds, but you also still owe someone, maybe it's a friend or a family member, right? They're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. Let me tell you this. They remember, okay? Even if they don't say anything. And some oftentimes it would even cause an awkwardness. I want to encourage someone today, if you also owe someone money, if you do not have it, call them, say, listen, let me just talk to you for a bit. You remember that $300 that you gave me two years ago or last year? I know I've not been able to pay you back, but I want to let you know that I think about it often, right? And, and, some, and, you know, they may even forgive it, right? That's a part of character and integrity. The Bible says in Proverbs 21 and 3, the Lord is more pleased when we do what is right and just then we offer him sacrifices. That's character and integrity. Show yourself in all aspects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity and dignity. That is in Titus 2 and 7. Romans 5 and 4 teaches us an endurance develops strength and character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Finally, Proverbs 10 and, 9, 10 and 9 reads, he who walks in integrity and with more character walks securely, but he who takes the crooked way will be discovered and punished, unfortunately. Okay, I added the word, unfortunately, the scripture ended at the word punish in Proverbs 10 and 9. But we're going to do what is right and what is pleasing when no one is looking and no one is watching. And what does this have to do with money and wealth and prosperity and abundance? Something that I would share with my daughters, and I have been sharing this for years, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? And how you do things when people are not looking will be how you do things when people are looking. And the Bible is so clear when it even talks about faithful over few, I'll make you ruler over much. You got it, right? And so the law of character integrity is the law that we have been operating under for some time and continuing to make it 
our intentional selves to continue to do the same, or shall I say, being intentional to continue to do the same. The next law I want to talk about today, as it pertains to wealth, we're talking about creating your own set of laws, and that is the law of ownership and responsibility. That's a good one. Will you take ownership even when it's not your responsibility? And this also make me want to pause right here. You see, when you are born into the world, you come in this world by yourself. Not unless you are twins, right? But still, twins, they also have this saying where she was the oldest. It could be like two, three four seconds apart, which I'm not sure if they can get them out that fast, right? Or like a minute apart, they'll say that, right? Even twins, they have their own unique fingerprints, right? Identical. The reason why I say that, because we have to, as believers, learn how to take ownership and also responsibility for ourselves. So even when God calls you, For those of you who are listening to this podcast, you may be married. When God calls you, he, even as married individuals, there is still a personal calling that you have to fulfill even in the midst of the calling that you guys have to fulfill as a couple. And the reason why I say that, because oftentimes, even down the road in the journey of increase and abundance and prosperity and wealth, we tend to blame others. Well, we have to fully take responsibility for ourselves. And this is something that I've been constantly stating. If it's to be, then it is up to me. Those who take ownership become the leaders of not only today, but also tomorrow. And they get ahead of the crowd, navigating the way all the way up to even the top in many instances. Typically the person who takes responsibility always win in the end. A leader is someone who sees something that needs to be done. They don't ask for permission. They simply get it done. The Bible has much to say even about leadership. We're talking about the laws of ownership and responsibility right now, but the principle has much to do with wealth because wealth is connected to people. And so people place you in positions. They open doors for you. They present opportunities when you show them that they can trust you to lead. You lead because you take ownership. You lead when you say, you know what, this is my responsibility. I'm not going to blame anybody else I am going to figure out a way, of course, with God's help, the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit to get me out of this. When my husband and I was in our lowest of lows financially, for those of you who've been listening to this podcast, there are some teachings that I've done in regards to the mindset to millions, also sharing our personal story and how it was just very painful for us six children, food stamps. We're taking care of our niece. So there's nine people in the household, nine of us, and we're on food stamps, two college educated individuals. We did not go to our friends begging, borrowing, whining, complaining, murmuring. We were like, we're going to figure this out. I remember my husband 
once asking his brother, I think it was like $40 for some gas, right? And then I believe his father blessed us with a few dollars. But for the most part, we kept it to ourselves. I'm not saying that you need to suffer in silence. That is not what I'm saying here. So please do not take that the wrong way. I'm not talking about suffering in silence, right? But what I'm talking about is we were like, this is the situation that have come to our household. This is the situation that have showed up at our door. And we are going to take responsibility that if God, you allowed us to come to this point, then God, you are going to also be there to help get us out of this. That is what I'm talking about. And I really believe that because we took a posture of owning it ourselves, right? Did we blame people in the beginning? Were we hurt in the beginning? Were we frustrated to have built a million dollar enterprise, meaning sales in our business, doing millions of dollars and us generating a lot of income at that time. The first to ever see $50,000 profits a month, $40,000 profits a month, $30,000 profits a month, then to have it snatched under us. And now my husband, he's not working because he had come off of his job to work and now we're together, right? Working the business, doing very, very, very well. Changed our zip codes, got the kids and great schools moved and everything only to have the rug slipped up under us. And now we are struggling. We are in a state where we are depending, right? On every single dime that was coming into the house. And we were hurt. And the reason why I say all of this, because I don't want to paint a false picture that when this thing hit us, we were not mad. We didn't have questions. We got angry. But my point for saying it all was we didn't stay there. Okay. We quickly got ourselves together, said, you know what, God, we're not going to operate in a place of bitter. How can we be better? God, what kind of story are you developing in us? That's ownership, beloved. That is ownership. We had to own where we were, also assess where we were, but then look at it with another set of lenses saying, God, you're going to use this story for your glory. And there will be a day when we will be able to share this with people. And even right now, had no idea back then when I was going through it, which was 2012, 2013, that I would be hosting a podcast, The Millionaire Mom, Faith, Family, and Friends, right? No, 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 Faith, <laughs> look, I'm, it's getting good, y'all. Faith, Family, and Finances, right? not understanding that during that time when I was on the food stamps, I would be talking to anybody about finances, not understanding that in 2022, I would release a book called Supernatural Wealth Transfer, not realizing that I would be on stages speaking to thousands of people around the world about how this stay-at-home mom was to generate millions of dollars. Do you understand what I'm saying? But we had to own it. And I believe that many people do not tap into the level of wealth that God has planned for them because they are so busy blaming other people. Can other people hurt you? Absolutely so. Can other people betray you? Absolutely so. And they will, and they're going to hurt you, right? But you have to take 
full responsibility that if it's to be, it is up to me. The Bible says in Romans 12 and two, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In Galatians 6 and 5, it says, for every man shall bear his own burden. Proverbs 28, 13, we're still talking about the law, ownership and responsibility. Whosoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will have mercy, will attain mercy. So a part of ownership and also taking responsibility, it has much to do with also confessing, admitting, owning that place that you're in, right? But also owning that place that you know that God has called you to. I will never forget before we had even entered into millionaire status, we received this prophetic word. This man of God said, I see two eagles that are about to take off. They're kind of in a perched position, but I see two eagles that are about to take off. The other day we were driving and I looked into the sky and I saw this cloud. I love clouds because oftentimes I'm an angel girl as well, right? I teach on angels. We've received, have had all kinds of encounters on angels. I believe, yes, my first podcast was about angels. So if you've not listened to that episode, I would highly recommend you go back and listen. And so a lot of times when we look, we will see. And so often I look in the clouds just to see if I see any shapes of angels or any angelic patterns because they show up often in the sky as they're guarding and protecting and guarding different territories in the air. I saw an eagle and it was one that was not deniable. In other words, if a person wasn't prophetic, if they didn't operate in the sea of ram, if they, I mean, like if they weren't even a believer, you could look at that cloud and say, that looked like an eagle. <laughs> It looks like an eagle, right? And so then you all, yesterday, as I am looking at the cloud, I was like, wait a minute, that looks like an eagle. It was another one. I wanna remind you, before we hit the level of success we currently have been living under, God, showed a seer two eagles that were about to take off. But guess what, y'all? We were ready. We allowed the hurt, the pain, the suffering to the experiences, the bruising, the crushing, and all of that to make us who we were. I want to leave with you all today just some characteristics of eagles. I believe if you're listening to this podcast, you are an eagle. I believe that you did not get to this podcast by happenstance. You see, eagles, they have vision. I believe you have vision. And that is also a quality of leadership, responsibility, and ownership. Eagles are fearless, right? They're not operating in fear. 
leaders are fearless, right? Even if they face problems, which they will, they face those problems head on because they are fearless. Eagles are also tenacious. They are tenacious. Where are my eagles at? I know you listening in. They're high flyers. They have and possess vitality. They do, which is another law that we're going to be talking about, not vitality so much so, but the law of movement in our next broadcast that will come right after this. And so what I want you to do, I want you to focus on also developing your laws, but then the characteristics, some that I've listened um, just a few, uh, a, few, a few seconds ago on the eagles. God is raising up eagles in this hour. And there's so much work that is needed and there's so much work to be done. So as I bring this podcast episode to a close, I want you to create and establish your own set of laws to live by. And let me tell you something, when you begin to ground yourself in them, become solid in them, then you as an eagle will be a force to be reckoned with. God bless you. Tune into the next episode of the Faith, Family and Finances podcast, which will be part two on creating your own set of laws. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Faith, Family, and Finances podcast with Lanika Scott, the Millionaire Mom. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show at Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more, please visit me at www.lanikascott.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, God bless. Will you